Welcome to Fizzball Inside, the weekly podcast magazine of the International Fizzball Association. I'm IFA President Jörn, and co-host is our Secretary General Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Jörn. Jörn, this is already episode number four. We recorded this edition on the 20th of August 2020. Yeah, what we are talking about today, what's going on in the world of Fizzball. Our today's topics are the official Fistball Australia podcast. Uh, we take a look back to the Men's World Championship in Germany in Schweinfurt 1972. And we're talking about our United by Fistball training videos. Jörn, let's start with the Australian podcast. To be honest, I had a lot of fun listening Chris and Mel. What's your impression? It's great. We received an email that with our idea of the podcast, uh, our Australian friends, uh, they really found back an idea they already had uh, some weeks and months before. And now they started also the first ever podcast in Australia about Fizzball. And uh, if you think about the name, the fist, the whole fist and nothing but the fist. So help me. Pod, the official Fizzball Australia podcast. It's incredible. Uh, whoever thinks about that title. For everyone who already forgot the title again, uh, just an abbreviation to remind it. It's T-F-T-W-F-A-N-B-T-F-S-H-M-P-T-O-F-A-P. So that's quite easy, I would say. Absolutely. And uh, many greetings to Chris and Malcolm, uh, who really uh, surprised us. Uh, it's one hour. They talk about it's exactly 58 minutes, but uh, it just took them one edition of a podcast to have as many radio time on air uh, where we need four editions for. This is our fourth edition. We always took about 10 to 15 minutes and uh, they just need one edition for that. They are great. So. As I said, I had so much fun listening to them and already the start of the podcast when they're talking about the Australian beer. I have to say, I know both beers here they are talking about. Uh, it, it's more like a, a pub talk, I would say. Um, they start really with opening the cans of the of the beer, and then they analyze during the next hour, um, especially the World Championship semi-final between Austria and Brazil, an epic match. And of course, they are also talking about their own matches uh, within the World Champs in Winter Tour. It, it's absolutely great to listen to them. Yes, it is. When they are talking about their match against Belgium, uh, probably the uh, longest five-set match in the World Championship history. I'm not sure if it is, but uh, let's say it is. And I still remember the match very well. And it was an epic fight uh, for all football fans as well, not only for the players on the pitch. And I was not aware of the fact, you may uh, probably be, have been aware of that fact, that they destroyed our schedule in Winterthur with that match, absolutely, because uh, they took uh, the longest time and they remember us uh, in their podcast uh, about this situation. Uh, it was the final day, no, it was the day before the final day, and they uh, really destroyed our schedule for the main stadium. Do you remember that? <laughs> I remember that and I still remember also uh, Vinny, uh, who was uh, man in charge for the schedule and I was talking to him on, on the grandstand 
and we were talking about different solutions, what to do with the uh, the, the schedule if we get any problems because of the duration of the match. But in the end, everything was fine and uh, it was a great match and it's great to talk again about such fistball history. So uh, once again, greetings to Super Mario and Mr. Fister, how they call themselves. Uh, we are really looking forward for your next edition. We um, developed a new theme and that's history. Our special guest of this edition is the 1970 to Fizzball world champion Peter Sievers, uh, a former IFA vice president also and currently IFA honorary member who was part of the successful German team in Schweinfurt. Chris, you, you have ever heard anything about that uh, world championships? Of course, I heard about it, but as I was not born in that time, so I don't remember anything. Unfortunately, I've never seen any videos or pics of the World Champs. So I'm really excited about the interview with Peter Sivas. Oh, and uh, for me, it's a little bit like the same. I was born in that year, but I was just six months old uh, when the, the edition happened. And um, I found some figures. 8,700 spectators watched uh, 29 matches uh, in which seven nations participated. The venues of the preliminary round have been Bad Kissingen, Aschaffenburg und and Groß-Welsheim. And the final round was played in the Willi Sachs Stadium in Schweinfurt, which was used uh, some years later also for the European Championships. But at that final day, around 4,000 spectators watched uh, the title defender Germany playing against Brazil. And now he's on the phone. A warm welcome to Peter Sievers. Yeah, my memories are, of course, not as detailed as they used to be um, since that World Cup was uh, 48 years ago. But uh, if you have collected some documents, uh, as it's usual as a player, then you uh, can, of course, find out um, some more. So um, some of my memories have been activated again. And uh, what was special, of course, was the fact that uh, the teams at that time put a lot of personal and also financial effort and idealism uh, into preparing for the World Championships. Of course, the sport event was the highlight in the end, but when you're looking at the personal and financial efforts with the players performed, it cannot be compared with today at all. How did your career develop after that? You won the world title and uh, how did it go on? Yeah, most of the time when you have a certain age, in my case it was 29, then you naturally think about how long you want to play this whole thing so intensively. And um, yeah, after the title I said I will hang on for another two years. But um, in the end, uh, I ended up with the, the age of 30 because, um, yeah, with 30 you have already reached an age where you should think about whether you want to continue playing so intensively. Yeah, it really wasn't easy then. Uh, we had an enormously high density of good players at that time. 
Um, five to six teams could have become German champions, and that means that the potential for the national team was of course also extremely high. Um, I was uh, selected as a third attacking player at that time, and I barely made it uh, that far, but uh, you also have to have luck in life sometimes. They didn't build a center court like this uh, back then. Also, due to the fact that it was an extremely hot day, the atmosphere was a bit off. So the atmosphere was not really comparable to Winterthur. Apart from that, the cheering after the title was the same as today, even if the professionalism was a bit missing. But uh, we players uh, only get half of the atmosphere, we have to concentrate on the game. But as I said, I think the cheering after the title, title uh, was the same. Was Peter Sievers uh, at that time in 1972 a uh, member of the successful world champion Germany who won in Schweinfurt uh, the second Fisbol World Championship? Coming back to the present time, as we informed you in the last podcast, we had a meeting uh, with our friends from Jona, but it's not really um, much news to share with you. It, uh, it was a meeting to discuss details and uh, where we're currently standing, Chris. Yeah, Jörn, as you said, we are discussing some details with uh, the guys from Jona, with Martin and Charlie, and of course also with Swiss Faustball, and uh, we agreed Uh, three more meetings within the next weeks to clarify some things and um, we hope to um, to find a solution until mid of September and as soon as we fix anything uh, we will publish immediately uh, if the Women's World Championship uh, can be held in Jona or uh, we have to go somewhere else in the world or in Europe. But the, the very good thing is um, all parties, uh, Swiss Faustball, uh, the TSV Jona, and we we agreed to really go into detail of that project and all the parties are convinced that it might be possible to run the event in Jona next year at the middle of uh, July. Uh, let's see how the details the develop during the next days. Um, one more meeting was uh, a meeting about uh, United by Fisbol, uh, an initiative we overtook from Switzerland also. And uh, what news do we have concerning United by Fisbol? Yeah, exactly. We had a meeting uh, with our working group of the United by Fisbol committee. And as you said, the Fisbol at home initiative which was started by Swiss Faustball, has shown how pioneering and creative learning videos with tips and hints for FISBALL training can be. And the United by FISBALL training platform uh, is an initiative uh, which is being continued as part of the further development of the FISBALL Academy. So uh, we are looking for new training videos to broadcast on our FISBALL TV platform and on our social media channels. United, United by Fistball Training uh, videos will be a help for all coaches and teams and players out in the world uh, for their training to get new inputs. And I know we have a lot of 
ambition coaches out there. So everyone is invited to send us short video clips with your training exercise to show the world. The videos are structured in different levels of difficulty. So it starts with beginners and ends with the professionals on the top. And just take a look on our website on Fistball TV to get an impression of uh, the latest training videos and just send your video of your training to our podcast at ifa-fistball.com email address. And we would really appreciate very much if many of the coaches around the world would like to share their training ideas with other fistball players, especially the younger nations are looking for to receive uh, some uh, feedback, to receive some ideas. And uh, once again, the email address is podcast at ifa-fistball.com. And that's also the email address where you can leave us your comments on our podcast editions, where you can send us your feedback, uh, some ideas for the next editions. We thank you so much. Uh, it's already, already a quarter past, so uh, it's time to say goodbye. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, our uh, baseball players all over the world. And don't forget, together, we are baseball.